Hey, listeners, ever have trouble getting someone on the phone when you have a question about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person any time, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Saving money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards. We have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at I want to talk about the first time I met you in the circumstance, and you can tell me if you even remember, because I remember vividly. Do you really? Oh. The very first time we met. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Literally. Wow. Today, LeVar Burton is here. If you've been listening to my show, you know that, you know, I've been doing this a long time and have met a lot of people and but my my meeting of LeVar Burton and how far we go back is kind of extraordinary so when I heard he was coming in today I was pretty psyched because I haven't seen him in forever and I don't want to make forever go any longer than it has to so let's get started okay so I am Probably 13. Right. I'm at Malibu Park Junior High. Okay. <laughs> and I want to be an actor. Right. I'm, I'm fresh from Ohio. I don't know nothing about nothing. But I'm in all the school plays. I'm in, I'm in every, everything, talent show. And there is, a, for sure, the most talented girl in the school was one of my best friends, Holly Robinson. Right. And Holly would sing Desperado. Wow. And Linda Ronstadt would come. Yeah. And sit in the front row. Yeah. And listen to Holly right. sing Desperado. Holly's mother, and why Holly's mother isn't more celebrated than she is, is kind of a, I just, I just don't understand. She's like the Zelig of, 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 of modern show business, of Dolores modern, Robinson. Yeah. And, and, and. She knows everybody. Dolores Robinson I mean, a single African-American mom. Yep. Raising two kids. Moved here from Philadelphia. Moved here from Philly. Drove her green Volvo station wagon across country. With a dream. Yeah. So, and she is, now I'm so unsophisticated at this time that I don't really understand that much about Hollywood or what Dolores was or does, but she was a manager. Right. And. I was her only client at the time. Was she, she. I would see around and then she stopped me in the hallway. I can see it like it was yesterday, the upstairs outdoor hallway in the history building. And she said, I want you to meet someone because next week he will be the most famous person in the world. And it was you the week before Roots came out. Wow. That's a good story. And I remember... I just, I mean, I just remember, and she was right. I mean, th- think about, think about it. I mean, it's like, well, it, th- those are the time, the days when that could happen. Yeah. We're literally overnight, uh, truly overnight. Truly Although overnight. You'd obviously worked. You'd always had a career. No. No, nothing? No. Roots was my first professional audition. Wait, what? Yeah. I was a sophomore at USC studying theater. With an intention to graduate with a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree and move to New York and hustle my way onto the stage. That was my intent and intention. And I auditioned for Roots in um, early 76. Oh, my gosh. Early 76. And um, that process went through 
the end of, of March. I did my first main stage role at USC. I played Ali Hakim in, uh, in Oklahoma. <laughs> I played Will Parker. <gasps> Will Parker, how are you? Uh, I'm fine. How are you doing, sir? Damn glad to meet you. Oh. Wow. We need to take this on the road. Didn't they call him a peddling the man? The peddler. Yes, that's the Ado Annie called him the peddling man. She sure did. Ado Annie. Yeah. That was Will Parker's girlfriend. Indeed, indeed she was. Madeline Smith played... Uh, played Edo Annie in, in the USC production, who went on to, to play opposite John Travolta in, uh, in what was the cowboy movie he did? Everybody, Urban Cowboy. Urban, Urban Cowboy. Urban Cowboy. Urban Cowboy. I remember also that that next week, you, I remember you on the cover of Time Magazine. Right. Yeah, that was crazy. What do you do? Where do you go from the cover of Time Magazine in your very first audition? Talk about, talk about being shot out of a cannon. Yeah. It's pretty extraordinary. And, you know, for the listeners who weren't alive for Roots and what it was, I mean, it's it was such a... I, I can't think of anything that was bigger. I mean, honestly, it was as big as Star Wars. At the time, it was. Sure. I mean, it, 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 it had an impact. It made an impact. Yeah. And, and you know, the idea that it was all broadcast in, in consecutive nights of, of programming. And how many didn't nights hurt. was it? Eight, eight, eight nights originally, eight consecutive nights. Eight, two hour. Uh, some were two, some were one. Oh, were there some yeah, were one? Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, some were one. They had, I think, two one hour nights. Um, it was, it was, what a ride. I mean, what was it like to go from, from a regular person to a, Phenomenon. It was exciting and um, heady and really confusing. Um, frightening. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Um, and Dolores, your manager. Saved my life. What, did, what was her guidance? Do you remember any of it? She just kept me safe. I didn't know this until fairly recently. Um, but Dolores... <laughs> Dolores used to show up at places where I was. She'd like be casually talking to me on the phone during the day and say, oh, so what are you doing tonight? And I'd tell her, you know, I'm going to such and such a bar and hang out. I'm going to the Roxy or whatever. And she would get there before I did and, and get in the back and just. Wow. Right. She's so like a Secret Service agent a little bit. Yeah. She kept me safe. She kept me safe. My, my, and my, la- my, other really fun Dolores Robinson too was uh, I couldn't get a job as an actor and I was a busboy at the Nantucket Light restaurant in Malibu which is now where Nobu is right and I, I couldn't hold I couldn't hold any job when I was a kid I was I was always because I was usually flirting with somebody ah. or you know eating the mud pie in the walk-in freezer <laughs> that's well, that's what that's what sunk my my ship at the Nantucket Light. Mud pie has been the downfall of many a yes. man. I ran into the shoals at the Nantucket Light. <laughs> Is that right? Uh, eating the mud pie. Eating but, the- but I can remember clearing her dishes as she came into eating and just whispering in her, get me out of here. <laughs> uh, well, you you had quite a a dramatic start yourself. I mean, here's what I remember about you. You were part of a cadre yes. of kids yes. that went to Samo High. Yes. Right? You and and Holly, Matt Robinson, her brother, mm-hmm. um, Emilio Estevez, right? Um, Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Chris Penn. You guys were... And you know who gets forgotten? Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Right. He was in my history class. What, what, a, what a cohort. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. It really is, but I would, people ask me about it, and I I think it's there are times, you know, on the planet when areas just kind of have an energy. You know, Laurel Canyon in right. 1968. Right. The birds live next door to Jim Morrison, and J- Jackson Brown had a place in the basement above the Eagles. Joni and Mitchell. And, Joni. Yeah. yeah. They and were, I, they were all Graham Nash. They were. I mean, they were all there. Right. Right. Uh, and Malibu. Um, was that was definitely yeah. and there's other people we're not even thinking of they're like the Dylan kids right um, I mean there's all kinds of tertiary people that you go oh my god you were it was a moment it was a moment in in Malibu in the bull as as the, the kids say these days and didn't Holly Robinson end up doing her first pro job with you yeah, she dummy? did yeah. was a dummy she did yeah yeah 
Right. I remember sending her flowers wow. to location. Wow. And a and a telegram. Really? Where she worked with she she played uh she played with Stephen Williams who who ended up also being in Jump Street. That's right. Now and also just a total sidebar. I was looking at your filmography. Were you in looking for Mr. Goodbar? I was. Yeah. Tell me what. Okay. Because see, now we're in these seventies. You know, movies yeah. in the seventies were yeah. the shit. Yeah, they were. They really were. They really, really were. And you were in looking for. I was Mr. in looking for Mr. Goodbar. First of all, who directed it? I forget. Richard Brooks. Richard Brooks. Richard Brooks. Wow. Richard Blackboard Jungle. Yeah. Brooks. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, who had a reputation, had earlier in his career um, had uh, a script, or the, as the story goes, part of, of a script sort of stolen. And so he was very, very secretive. There were the, I, my lines he wrote down and then handed it to me and said, Here, memorize these. And, um, and so I was really excited after production wrapped to get two packages from Freddie Fields, the producer. Freddie Fields. Right. Wow. Right. Freddie Fields, a legendary agent turned producer, studio manager. Yeah. yeah. So I opened the first package and it's a beautiful leather, brown leather, gold embossed script book with my name on it. And the t- looking for Mr. Goodbar. So I'm like oh. opening the second package. I know this is the script. Yes. Now I can finally read it. There's a cover page and 110 blank pages and that's freddie fields sense of humor i hope you kept please tell me it's still around still around somewhere oh that's so good um what i worked with john amos much later in life played the older version of you am i correct that's correct that is correct um what an actor he he he's still with us oh yeah Yeah. john my my, uh, john lives um i think Maybe he doesn't now, but for a long time he lived on a boat. Um, so, which is just anybody like, who lives on a boat—that's a very yeah. I live on, come down on my boat, like yeah. it's such a gangster move. It is. It is. Live on a boat. Yep. Go any time you want. You can just peace out. Peace. That was a great cast. Lou Gossett, Ben Vereen. I watched Officer and a Gentleman again last week. Yeah, bro. Yeah, Lou, Goss- Lou Gossett also lived in Malibu. He did. Lou Gossett, um, when we, we shot the first uh, three hours on location in Savannah, Georgia, and that's where I met Lou. Um, and then we came back to, to Los Angeles. And in that first week of shooting here in L.A., Lou took me home to his his apartment, his house on, on the beach in Malibu, just so we could hang out, spend the night, and, you know, and just spend time together. Um, my very first day as a professional actor, Cicely Tyson played my mother. Come on. Maya Angelou played my grandmother. Well, I'm sorry, who? I'm sorry, what? Dr. Maya Angelou <laughs> played my grandmother, Neo Boto, in, in Roots. And that very first day, that's, that's, those were my acting partners. What? What? I know. I lo- I'm, I'm actually speechless. Now, I was 19. What was, what was, what was that like? It was, was there any poetry read? Please tell me. Is there, <laughs> any written, is there a LeVar Burton poem in the archives? You, you know what it was for me in those in those early days. It was it was being in the makeup trailer mm-hmm. in the morning with with those women, and and just being in their presence was all I needed. I didn't have to eat or sleep. I just needed to be around them and just you know absorb whatever I could. And it was it was like that for the entire seven weeks. Um, Moses Gunn, G2 Kambuka, Lou, all people that I had admired, you know, growing up and seen on television. Um, it was quite an extraordinary thing. And the weird thing is, is that I don't remember being particularly nervous because wow. I knew, I'm, I, if I knew anything at that point in my life, I knew who Kunta Kinte was. I knew it. I knew who that character was, inside and out. What do you think led to that kind of awareness? Just my whole life, right? I just knew how this young man felt in any given situation. I just knew. I just I had that knowingness. Isn't it? It doesn't happen, but it doesn't happen all the time, does it? Oh God, no! Right? No. And then when it does, I'm not sure what to attribute it to. 
I think there's a. I, I, I have I have felt a sense of um, I guess destiny yeah. in 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 my life. I'm 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 sure you do too. That that there are things that that have transpired that I could never have predicted, and I am in awe of and. And the only thing I can attribute it to is that this was this was part of somebody's plan, right? Yeah. Uh, and 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 it ain't it wasn't mine, not at least on not on a conscious level. Because if you had given me you know pad and, and pen and said so you know draw it up, dream up your <laughs> your career your career, I, I would not have been this generous to myself. Yeah, same, right? Oh, <sighs> same. And you know. My my first movie was The Outsiders, and that was a a big movie. I thought all movies were going to be like that. Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, I mean, I your first director, right? Come on, man. And you don't come on. I know, I know. You just don't know. Where else can you go surfing and skiing in the same day? Or check out a world-class art museum and camp out under a brilliant night sky. Same day. Or hike through the redwoods and get a luxury spa treatment. There's only one answer. California. No matter where you go across this state, you will find a way to play. I, look, I love California. Um, and I have not yet surfed and skied in the same day, although I do do both. So that is on my bucket list. It's the most beautiful place in the world. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. So I came home to a little gift in my bathroom the other day from our friends at Harry's. To get what you want, you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. You know who challenged the status quo? Harry's. They saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry and decided they had something better to offer. So instead of charging the same old ridiculous prices, Harry's found a way to make their beautifully designed razors, and they are beautiful, for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. Exceptional products, honest prices. That's Harry's. They have the highest customer satisfaction in shaving history and a no-risk trial. Don't like your shave? No worries. It's on them. Convenient subscription options that you can cancel at any time. And Harry's also has other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors. Richly lathering, skin-softening body wash and scents like Redwood, Wildland, and Stone. And an extra high-quality, amazing-smelling deodorant for just five bucks. I love their stuff. I'm so impressed by Harry's products. All of it. It's all good. Don't settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash rob. That's harrys.com slash rob for a $3 trial set. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. I don't even know when the last time we physically laid eyes on each other. Decades. But de decades? Yeah. Decades, right? At least, at least a couple. Gotta be, right? Yeah, sure. And yet, you know, what a history. Yeah. Yeah. And a, a sense of, of kinship. You know, we haven't seen each other in, in eons, but you walked in the door, it was like, my God, <laughs> let, let me hug this guy's face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was so happy to hear that you were coming. It just warms warms my heart. I... I uh, God, I, I was hoping you were going to be the Jeopardy guy because you were the you dude. You were, you are, like that that guy to me. Reading Rainbow, Jeopardy, Wordsmith, Storyteller. Yeah, you know, and and I know that's what you you feel at your core. You're a storyteller. Yeah, at, right? at my very 
core. Yeah, that's that's what I am. That's what I am. The most important thing that mankind has, the most important thing we do is storytell. Yeah. Just on a practical level, without storytelling, how would they know not to go to the waterhole where the tiger was? Right. Right? And it, when you look at it from that to what it's become today, it... it because that's all. That's really what I realize. That's what I what I do. It's the oldest art form, right? There is. You know, we started telling stories in the cave before the cave, right? We started recording them in the cave, um, and and reading. Your your mom was the one who got you into reading. My mom was an English teacher. That mine was too. The first yeah, time. mine was an English teacher, right? So it's good to have a mom as an English teacher, right? Best, best, the best. Yeah. And it's interesting because you think that maybe they'd screw us up, and we the last thing we would want to do is read. Mm. But no, I I read all the time all the as a time. kid. I know you did. I did, yeah. Yeah. My mom because not because my mom always read. She was a reader. That was the modeling that I had. Yeah, it wasn't like they said go do it. They no. were they were doing. She it. always had a book going, at least once, sometimes two, even three books going for her own just, you know, just cuz she was so so voracious about it and and had really she loved Louis L'Amour. She loved her westerns. But she had really eclectic taste. Was it your idea to start reading Rainbow, or no. was it a collaborative? Or they just knew you'd be a good fit. They they had been developing it, and they were looking for a host. And um, there used to be a show in in New York um, on the news called Live at Five. Of with, course, with Sue Simmons. Sue Simmons, come on. <laughs> Hello, Sue Simmons. So I was I was actually I was on my way. I was through New York on my way uh, to Africa, and um, I was doing a little interview with Sue Simmons and the producers saw it and tracked me down. They tracked me down at the Essex House Hotel. Um, like and a breath of fresh air I, by Central Park. <laughs> it's Essex House. <laughs> and um, they pitched it over the phone, and and Dolores and I were like, yeah, this makes sense. And see, here's the thing. Talk about everything happens for a reason, okay? So here I am. I do this thing called Roots. It's my first job. And then... These people want me to do a children's television show. Now, Dolores' husband, her first husband, whom they she was divorced, but Matt Robinson was the original Gordon on, on Sesame Street. I mean. Right? So Dolores had this real special place in her heart for children's programming and really encouraged me to to do it. And, you know, with with, with without that sort of push in 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 the right direction my life and, and career would look completely different and it ran how 20 26 seasons 26 yeah seasons on yeah pbs it's unbelievable and then of course there's the star trek the star era trick thing yeah yeah T- tell me about the visor <laughs> I got to know about the visor because I got to say to me, mm-hmm. the visor looked like a, a there's girls in the control booth. What are the things you put when you put in your hair to make your hair? It's not a barrette. That's Bana- because those are the banana clip. Is it? What's the thing? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like it t- yeah. to me looked like just a woman's headband they yeah. threw on you. That was the they, they that was the that was the inspiration. Was it? It was. No, it was it not. It was the inspiration. No, it wasn't. Okay. Uh, well, come on, really? Ask Michael Okuda, the man who de- who who designed it. Um, it. It was it was inspired by a Denise Okuda um, headband, a women's uh, hair retention device. There, you, okay. So I'm not crazy. No, you're not. You're not. See, I was I was just thought it was one of those things where they were like they've spent so much money hiring you. You're you know your your ginormous fee and and the sets and they're like oh Jesus Christ we forgot to do the goddamn eye thing for him. <laughs> what about this? Throwing a headband and like ah this works for me and off they go. Fram oil filter. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, right. Didn't it ever drive you berserk? It it you know it 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 um. It became my nemesis. I'm sure. Um, By the first lunch break. It, it was exciting at first, and then the, the real challenge of acting with, without my eyes um, sort of landed, and it was like, wow, okay. Um, did you have a, I wish I'd have thought, it seemed like such a good idea it, in rehearsal. It did. It, 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 that's, it, it was like I was so excited, and then the, the reality set in. <laughs> <laughs> and I, what the hell have I gotten myself into here? 
because it's that I, I I wore an eye patch in um, Austin Powers. Yeah, and that thing used to drive me bananas. Is it the d- depth perception thing? Yes, right. The depth perception, and and I, it's kind of like seeing a little is worse than not seeing at all. At all. Maybe. Yeah. So did you have like you had upper peripheral vision? No, I de- did not. No, I, no- I, I couldn't see above my my head. I couldn't see. You couldn't see at all. I couldn't see my feet. No, no. I could see what was right in front of me, and the and the challenge was to not look for my feet, right? Um, because you know, chief engineer had to know every inch of that ship, and uh, and you couldn't see me hesitating to to figure out where the, you know, where the ramp was, or you know, I bumped into a lot of shit in the first season. That that would be a good behind the scenes. <laughs> it was challenging. It was challenging. Did you have any uh, um? Um, apprehension about that kind of like Star Trek being such an iconic thing and doing a, a rebirth of it, or did you know this is going to be amazing? I was just want to be a part of it. I just wanted to be a part of, of it. Of course, yeah. I, was, I just wanted to be a part of it, and you know, I, I think I had, um, I wasn't, I wasn't afraid of it because um, overcoming the stereotype of of Kunta Kinte, you know, was was the was the job. You know that that Dolores and I undertook um, after Roots to make sure that I had a career that that um, that had any sort of longevity. In order to do that, I was going to have to, you know, beat the tendency. Uh, Universal wanted to do the Life and Times of Kunta Kinte, or you know, a series based on mm-hmm. stories, and that, 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 I just figured that was going to be the the end. The end before, just as it's beginning. Just as it's beginning, so. Was Gene Roddenberry alive? Yes, very much so. What was he, did you meet him? What was he very like? Very much, very much. He was, you know, he he was that visionary. But one of the things that I learned from Gene was, Gene Roddenberry, obviously, who created, created Star Trek. St- creator Star Trek. They yeah. called him the big bird of the galaxy. Oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah. Gene, Gene taught me that all of our heroes are human. Because I did, I did revere him. And then I met him, and then I and then I realized he, he's a guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He, he was from that generation of the three martinis at lunch, and you know, you look at all the first. You look at Star Trek, the original Star Trek. All the women wore very short skirts. He was a man <laughs> of his generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So the the idea that 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 he could that both things could be true, he could be this incredible visionary, and at the same time. Um, you know, have have the kinds of foibles that that most men do, and that was uh, that, that. I think that was one of the most important lessons I've ever learned. That's a great one. It is. That's. I'm going to steal that. I've got a couple people I'm going to use that answer on. Yeah. It's a really good answer. Alex Haley taught me that your authentic voice as a storyteller is the only thing you've got. Right. Develop it. Develop it. Know who you are. As the storyteller, right? Yeah, and it's and that's why I, actors are just a, a, right. an offshoot because it's the same that's thing. That's right. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. Now, when because I, I conflate all of the Star Treks, I get yeah. I start to get them. I get it at a certain point, <laughs> and and I go because Whoopi's an old friend too, and Whoopi was on, and we were talking about her time on star trek right but you guys didn't did you overlap mm-hmm. you we were, did we were, okay. in the, we were in the same we were in the same cast um in, in the same cast in fact it was whoopi whoopi and i were talking because we both shared a love for the original track and michelle nichols and star trek as an example of pop culture where black people were included right? yes and that was huge for 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 both of us and so she said to me I want to be on Star Trek. Would you tell Rick Berman? And I did, and and he didn't believe me. Oh right, I remember. She we was like, the biggest star she, in, in the, the wor- fucking world. world. I think she just won an Oscar. Yeah, and she wanted to do television, which was not done back in the no, day. No, 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 no. I mean, no, no. There, there was, there was no crossover. So it was. Whoopi it, doesn't give a fuck. Nah, she just does what she wants. That's why she's Whoopi, right? That's why she's so free. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's. I mean, talk about following your muse. Yeah, unfettered, unfettered. <laughs> she was just. She was just on the show, and she's so. She's another one, just yeah. like hugging on Whoopi. It's like she's just the best. Yeah. She and Fred and Fred Rogers, 
and 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 Alex, uh, to a certain extent. I put them in the category of most authentic people I've ever met. Tell me about Fred Rogers. I never met him. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, between the, the the books and growing up with him, right? I I was just fascinated that he could time his clothing routine <laughs> in those opening credits well, down he, to the. He wrote the song, so he knew how much time he needed. Exactly. I mean, he knew. <laughs> he knew exactly. <laughs> he knew exactly. Right, and, and his mom knitted those sweaters. People talk about Christopher Walken having an interesting speaking rhythm. Yeah, I think Fred Rogers yeah. has one of the great yeah. speaking rhythms of all time. Yeah, that was it. Was also married with an intentionality um, of focus. He was he was laser locked on you when you were in his presence, and you felt the full force of his attention, which was considerable. He was. Probably one, certainly one of the most patient human beings I've ever met, and openly, honestly, caring and loving as a human being. Because you wait, because he's so like embedded in the public consciousness as Mister Rogers. You keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. There was no other. There's shoe. no other shoe. He was that guy. See, when I first met him, I was expecting. I was excited to meet the real guy. Right. Yes. Because that's got to be an act. Has right? to be. Right? Has to be yeah, an yeah. act. Yeah. No. Nope. That's that was Fred. That's amazing. Yeah. I wonder what what Mister Rogers would have thought of TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, Fred was a musician first and foremost, right? So he he probably would have he probably would have dug it. But he was he I believe I I call him a saint. He certainly was a saintly individual. I just I'm I, I'm just going to go ahead and claim it for him. Claim it. Fred Rogers was a saint. That's so that's amazing. Yeah. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places. Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Are you ready to unlock your inner greatness? If so, make sure to listen to my podcast, The School of Greatness, hosted by me, Lewis Howes. Join me as I sit down with world-class performers, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders to uncover their secrets to success with new episodes every single week. Whether you're striving for personal growth, business mastery, or simply seeking inspiration, The School of Greatness has something for you. And you can find it on SiriusXM, Pandora, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe and follow to the show so you never miss an episode and start your journey to greatness today. You also played Ron LaFleur. I did. Yeah. Great. So that's, that's a deep dive for baseball Ooh, fans out there. Jonathan Frakes is going to be so happy Jonathan to hear you mention Frakes. that. I um, He uh, loves the Ron LaFleur story. He's a big baseball fan, Frakes. Yeah, yeah. I like Frakes. He's great. And um, I remember watching LaFleur. I saw LaFleur play. Did you? Mm-hmm. When he was a, a, a tiger? Yes, when he was a tiger. Wow. Did you shoot in Tiger Stadium? We did. It was my first experience in a, in a professional baseball stadium. That And Tiger Stadium was Tiger Stadium. Sick. My God. So my very first experience at a, at a Major League Baseball park, I come out of the tunnel wearing number eight at a home game. <laughs> what is it with you and your first experiences? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, my first experience, I, uh, I went to the moon. Yeah, my first experience, I, I, I was elected president of the United States. <laughs> It's unbelievable. I've I've had a life, Rob. I really have. I and I I ask myself often, what was it that I did in in a previous life to deserve this one? I I I can't, I can't even imagine. I I'm I'm genuinely one of the most fortunate individuals I've ever met. Well, you know, the other thing I'm I'm struck with, Lavar, is you've also seen and done it all. Like you and I've been around a long time. And this 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 business to survive, you have to develop. Call it a thick skin, a whatever. Whatever it can make people super jaded. Whatever it does, but you seem unaffected 
by the journey. I'm, I'm, I'm clearly you have to have been because you wouldn't be human if you weren't. Yeah. But your sort of like vibe is really rare for someone who has been through what you've been through to get to where you've gotten. I was forced to figure it out. Isn't that always the truth? Yeah, I, I had to. It was it it was do it was get real or die, right? Been there, baby. Right? Yeah. And I decided to get real, um, and I I literally went on an extensive period of 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 search and exploration um, to to reach the core of my authentic self, and then bring that back to the world. Yeah, that's and it, and that's been my journey as well. Yeah, like the 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 authentic self. See, you will you will relate to this. I have recently come to the conclusion that my job, Rob, is to show up and be myself. Dude, dude, right, dude. <laughs> no, it occurred to me. It occurred to me in the last ten, five years. Five for years sure. for me. Last five five years. years. It was yeah. like the only thing I have to offer, really, at the end of the day. There's so many good actors. Yes. There's so many thises and there's so many thats. Right. The, the only thing I really have to offer is is me. Yeah. The sum total of my experience and, and, and my willingness to share that with others. Right? The benefit of my experience. Yeah, which you know, which for me is why one of the reasons I do this, because in in, in learning about others, you know, I learn about more about myself and you know, people get to know more about me because this is this is the real me talking to you and Writing books is the same. Memoirs are fun to write and not easy, but um, but fun. I'm so glad you're in my book, bro. You're wow. in it. Well, name checked, baby. Wow. There's some good company in there. I can only imagine some of some of your stories. There's some good ones, man. <laughs> I gotta say, <laughs> there's some Holly Robinsons in there. Big time. Dolores is in there. Big time. That was a, that was a good uh, a good time. Let me ask you, um, what is because I like I, I talked about it briefly earlier. What is as a Jeopardy fan? If mm. you go on Jeopardy, what's the thing that would be the most surprising? Is there something? Is it like, like I did Family Feud? Yeah, it was so. I love game shows. By the way, me I, too. I, I I love them, and and obviously that Jeopardy occupies a whole other. It's a different. It's the it's the pinnacle in 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 American game show culture. It's not even game show seems debasing yeah. to call or no? Yeah. Is yeah. It? It's, it's it's of a genre. I, I, I believe. Like I don't even like the term sitcom for comedies. Ah, okay. Because it makes it. it I know it. It, it cheapens it in some way. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I get it. Yeah, I understand what you're um, saying. So there's a little bit a little bit of that. So we'll call it a, a, a quiz show. Ooh. Right. Jeopardy is the pinnacle. In, yes. in this culture, in terms of of quiz shows, um, how do how do you have? Oh, it's because you read, of course. I was, uh, I was like, what's <laughs> what's the source of of your depth? Of- so much bullshit in my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, Are you good at Trivial Pursuit as well, or is that beneath you? No, not at all. In fact, <laughs> one of the you know in 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 the everything happens for a reason department, because um, I was really disappointed that I didn't get that gig because I thought. Oh, I thought it was a lie. I, I, I thought, I thought, it, well, actually, you know what I thought? I thought it was a real audition. And then, as it turns out, it, it really wasn't because the producer, the, the guy who, you know, taught me how to play the yeah, game. The fix was in. He fi- was doing he, it. He, the man who said, I'm not interested in the job. My job is to help them find the right person for the job. Always intended to give himself the job. We always, I, I call that the uh, the Dick Cheney experiment. <laughs> Yeah. Well, 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 uh, President-elect, I will help lead the search for a vice president. We will find the vice, vice president for you, Mr. President. Oh, wait, it's me. It's me. It's me. Yeah. It was me all along. All the time. So one of the unintended consequences of not getting that job was the phone ringing and, and on the other end being Hasbro, right? Who said, we have a, a little piece of IP called trivial pursuit and we're want to turn it into a television show we can't think of anyone we would rather have hosted and they made me a partner in the oh, well, there you go and jeopardy would have never, never done that where does trivial pursuit where where is it in we the haven't process? we 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 are pitching we and we've come up with what i i believe is a really good game how long did it take to crack the game part of it um we cracked the game part of 
in about four to five months. Yeah, I think it's hard, isn't it? It is not easy, isn't it hard? Yeah. In fact, I think we, we you know, in, originally, you know, we were going in one direction. I thought it would be very, very cool to not have any, uh, to not be playing for money, right? Um, let's play for something worth more than money. Let's play for an experience, right? Nah, people want to, you know. You want money. People want money. There are certain things I, because I sometimes do a sh- show called Mental Samurai, which is a, it's it's a, you have it it's it's a tri- it's trivia under stress. Wow. Phys- both a mental and physical stress. And I, by the way, I love hosting it. Mm. Um, and we've done two seasons. We may be doing a third one, but and we created the game, um, obviously, and. The things you learn mm-hmm. about what works and don't work in terms of a game for people to watch, it's right. amazing. And it's usually keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. It's like our thing was originally it was it's a, a, an obstacle course of the mind. Like um, uh, what's it? A, a ninja warrior. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we realized, no, no, nobody wants to watch a game that they go into thinking no one's going to win. It really interesting. Like, we need so in the second season we reworked the game so there were more winners. Yeah. Like people did. Turns out people didn't like to see people lose every week. No, because what do you know? What? It, but you. But you like something you don't think about. You want to identify, you know, with with a player. Yes. And and in that identification, you want that player to win for whatever reason. You're attracted to their personality. Their you know their their the color of their eyes, their smile, whatever it is. They're a stand-in. Yes. For Your for proxy. the competitor in, inside of you. Exactly right. Did you ever have a moment where? You watch a contestant flail, and it's just you know they know it, and they're drawing a blank, or they don't know it, and they're drawing a blank, and you're like, you have to be kidding me. Um, I I've been on on that side. You've been on that end I, of it. I've been on that end of it. I've been on that end of it. Um, there was a Star Trek edition of The Weakest Link, mm. um, and uh, I I got into the final round with. Uh, I don't know if you know the actor Bob Picardo, Robert Picardo. Sure, I love him. Wonderful, yeah, wonderful he's actor. He's a great actor. And a really sharp dresser and a, and a lovely human yep. being. Um, and the clue was a, about pre-war. Um, it was a word for pre-war. And I said, I, I and I, you know, as a seminarian, uh, I studied Latin. And I, I, I've got to know this. I know it's in there somewhere. And the clock was ticking and... And then, and just as I was about to let go and say, I don't know it, boom, antebellum came uh. into my head. And it was like, wow, I can't believe it took me that long, but it did. But thank God it was buried somewhere in there. And it came, and it came out and without, almost unconsciously. Un, almost unconsciously, because I had, oh no, I, I don't know it, I'm, I'm, I'm done. And then I, boom. I had was. this, a guy who, I, I believe, it's been a while since I've seen the episode, but he was a... NASA engineer, right? Super smart. And it's his very first question. And you have 60 seconds to complete an obsta- a mental obstacle course. Okay. And use visuals as well. And the question is, the prompt is, name this superstar 80s pop duo. And then there was a picture of a long hallway and a bowl of oats. Hall and oats. She's got 60 seconds. Okay. Uh, oh, boy. I'm not really good with music. So there's a hall and bowl of oats. Hall, boat, oats. Hallway oats. Cereal. <laughs> floor. Hall. Oatmeal. Hall, floor. Ceiling. 60. Wow. Long. Seconds. That's painful. And then and this is my list, the last one. This is my favorite one. So it's an anagram. You can see the anagram. And it says, This anagram is the title of this iconic 90s ensemble sitcom. It's clearly Friends, right? Mm. I mean, it's, it's mm. right there. It's the anagram. Mm. 60 seconds. And I said, Look, you're going down, clearly. Don't you want to take a swing at it? Just, just name something. Because all right, all right. Durfins. Ouch. 
I wanted to redo the Friends logo you know, with <laughs> that famous Friends font with Durfins. <laughs> But I got to say, you can be really, really smart and 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 not be good under pressure like that. Yes, there is no pressure like the red light on a camera. Right. When that red light goes on and you know that it's on you, it's just a whole other level of I need I I need to perform. There's a reason why Stanley Kubrick made Hal a red light. Yes, exactly right. I never even thought of that, Rob. Right? Whoa. Right? Yeah. Just like the all-seeing, all-knowing, yeah. cold, yes, unblinking. Huh? How? Yeah. So I, I, I get it. I, I, I get it. Um, pressure can, you know, pressure's a motherfucker. Yeah, it is. Oh, we didn't talk about. The Jim Jones story. Oh my Bro. god! We have, oh my see, god! See, this is the problem when I yeah. look. <laughs> I want. It's funny. I've wondered why I'm obsessed with Jim Jones and the Guyana tragedy. And then it was it's because I was watching you in it. Hmm. It's your fault. Well, there was a hell of a cast. Um, in, in was that. was that the one with with Powers Booth? Powers Booth. Yeah, Powers oh, Booth. Um, uh, Diana Scarwood. Um, Irene Cara. Irene Cara played my love interest. In- if you guys have not ever seen this, try to find it. It is the most disturbing. It's pretty good. It's so good. And Powers, and Powers Booth, Booth was unconscious. Powers Booth is one of the great actors of all time. And and noteworthy. What's the, what's the noteworthy um, sidebar about that? Well, he was the only actor to, um, to cross the... Screen Actors Guild picket line and go to the Emmys to receive because he knew everybody knew that Powers Booth was going to win and he was not going to not show up to pick up his statue. It's a great. It's what is the actual title? It's one of those convoluted titles. Guyana tragedy. The the story of Jim Jones. Not even the Jim Jones story. The story of Jim Jones. The story of Jim Jones. Yeah, that's a great one. Mm. Um, but no, it's okay. You're gonna have to tell me this. Lavar Burton reads. Is, well, is 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 my podcast? I say I say at the beginning of the of, of every episode. Hi, I'm Lavar Burton. This is Lavar Burton reads. Um, <laughs> where in every episode I pick a different short story and I read it to you. So it's not chapters. You, it, no, I'm I'm reading short fiction, and I lean and I lean into speculative fiction because that's my favorite genre to read when I'm reading for pleasure. I I love science fiction, speculative fiction. So um, and and. I also love doing this show because there's a whole generation of adults out there now who grew up on Reading Rainbow. And on Reading Rainbow, I used to recommend books to them. And I'm now recommending authors. You know, I I pick literature from a lot of different voices out there, Um, marginalized authors, um, authors of color, women. So I'm I'm still introducing um, this generation to, to literature. I love it. I love it. How um, have you done any? Have you read any books, audiobooks yourself? I, d- I have. Love doing audiobooks. I figured you would, right? Love doing audiobooks. Um, read. I did. Uh, I did the unabridged Cosmos. What? Carl Sagan. Oh my God! That was a project. That was an amazing Jesus. project. Um, amazing. Yeah. Won a Grammy for the Martin Luther King autobiography. Yeah, autobiography of Martin Luther King. Um, you get all the heady stuff. They give me like. What? Yeah. Give me a title. Give me a, give me a, a, an audiobook title I, I, that Rob Lowe has no, done. It's, it, and I and I'm honored. It's Stephen King. So uh, it's great. I'm I mean, come, on. It's Stephen King. come on. It's Stephen King. Come on. Dolan's Cadillac short story. Yeah. If you haven't done it. Nah. Okay. Dolan's Cadillac. Dolan's Cadillac. Okay. It's in um, his first collection of short uh, shorts. Stories. Yeah. I'm 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 on it. I'm on it. It's it. I call it his old man in the sea. Is that right? Because it's a man. It's simply a man with a task. There's no dialogue. Um, oh wow. Awesome. That's awesome. So we're in his head the entire time. It's him working. Wow. It's pretty intense. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, everybody check out the podcast. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. Wherever you get your podcast on, I like to say. Mm-hmm. I, I get my podcast on all the time. <laughs> and we got it on today. And it was so darn fun. Rob Lowe. From 1976 to today. I wish you guys could have seen the interview as well as heard it because he, his energy, his like, 
there's he you I could stare at LeVar Burton's eyes for a long time. He's just kind and just what a great I feel all warm and fuzzy, like I said. Um what an interesting, amazing man. Anyway, thank you. I hope you guys had fun. Um you got questions? I got answers. Let's hit the lowdown line. Hello, you've reached literally in our lowdown line, where you can get the lowdown on all things about me, Rob Lowe. 323-570-4551. So have at it. Here's the beep. Hi, this is Diane from Oregon. I just finished listening to your book. Fascinating. Loved it. I am now watching The Stand and saw St. Elmo's Fire. Dan, you are a wonderful actor. Anyway, in the book, you said you got to see a version of Outsiders that includes the scenes you had filmed but had been cut. Is there a way for the public to see that version of The Outsiders? Thanks much. Hope you're having a great day. Bye. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that question. Yes. Um, in fact, I tell everybody, um, if you're going to watch The Outsiders, don't watch The Outsiders. <laughs> no, you watch The Outsiders. It's great. But the version... Um, that has all of the stuff that we originally shot, which includes everybody's stuff. It's the, it's the movie we thought we were making the outsiders version that is commonly known as the outsiders. The original does not follow the book really at all. Um, so that's why they call the version I'm talking about the outsiders, the complete novel. So that is the title. The Outsiders, the complete novel. And I think that has actually now become the the version of record in in schools that study the outsiders, because they usually kids have to read the book in the seventh grade and then they traditionally show the movie. They're finally now um showing the outsiders the complete novel, which is nice because all my stuff's back in it. Anyway, thanks, uh thanks for the question. Appreciate it. More fun next week on Literally. So please um uh, but make sure you just download the whole season, would you? Because they're all really super good. But next week is in particular one of my favorites. So I will see you next week on Literally. You've been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe, produced by me, Rob Schulte, with help from associate producer Sarah Bagar. Our research is done by Alyssa Grahl. The podcast is executive produced by Rob Lowe for Low Profile, Adam Sachs, Jeff Ross, and Joanna Solitaroff at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Stitcher. All of the music on this podcast was composed by Devin Bryant. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Literally with Rob Lowe. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.